This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week, we are doing sort of a part two to the interview style episodes that we did all the way back in April of 2020. Did you know that's when it was? I did not. So before we even started PT school, we are going to be doing re-interviewing one another. So in this episode, I'll be interviewing Megan and then probably in a couple weeks, Megan will interview me again. There was technically like one episode where we interviewed each other like in the midst of their and I'm sure like we've done similar enough episodes. But basically, um, it's just fun every once in a while to have one of us have no idea what's going on in the podcast and just be open to answering any and all questions that come their way. So that's Megan this week. It is. Before we do that, we're going to talk about our weekly spotlight. And also, I've been having a rough couple days, like just multiple incidences. She must rant. So um, we're just going to also talk about some lowlights as well. But my... Weekly Spotlight was definitely the trip to Colorado. Um, There will be a vlog coming this weekend after this podcast goes up. So we flew from Cedar Rapids to Denver on Friday because we, well, technically we didn't fly out until like Friday night. We probably could have found an earlier flight, but technically our Friday afternoons are reserved for research and I did not know like a month in advance if I was going to end up having a research meeting or not. I didn't end up having a meeting, but anyways... Um, so we got there um, Friday night and we went to a Nuggets game, which was actually more fun than I thought it was going to be. I'm a pretty like pro sports person for like just about anything. Like I'll go watch a game and I'll try to get into it no matter what. So that was kind of my thought was the tip the ch- the tickets were rather. Oops, that was my alarm for if I took a nap. <laughs> um, the tickets were pretty reasonably priced. And so I thought it'd be fun to just like go do something on Friday since we didn't really have time to do anything else. And I was trying to, you know, fit as much stuff in as possible. So we did that. The Nuggets won by like 30 points and it was a fun atmosphere because obviously since it was the home team winning, everyone was excited and cheering and stuff like that. And the mascot ended up uh, scoring like a half court backwards shot and, like, we kept rooting for him to make it because he just, like, during some of the breaks, he, like, would go out there and just try shooting. And the first time he went out there, he didn't end up making it. And then he went back the second time, and he conquered it. So that was exciting. And then um, I'm going to kind of keep it short for recap otherwise. But Saturday, we went and did stuff near Colorado Springs and Manitou Springs. Did, like, a nice outdoor hot tub with, like, a mountain view. Um, had some... I don't want to go into the hike situation because you can watch our vlog to see that. But we did like a short little hike. It was not exactly what we had planned, but something nonetheless. And then we did dinner. Our grandma's uh, two sisters also live out in the Denver area. So we kind of like were hanging out with them some of the time on as well. throughout the weekend. And then Sunday we went on a train, train ride in Georgetown. And then after that, we again kind of hung out with our grandma's sister, and she had a bunch of dogs. So mm-hmm. we just played with the dogs, and then we caught our plane back home. It got delayed like an hour, but considering everything else, 
we made it home in one piece and we got home. We landed at like midnight and then we had some issues getting out of the airport parking lot, which I still don't understand. This was like the beginning of me just getting annoyed. And then yesterday was also just like, it wasn't a horrible day, but not my favorite day. And then at the end of the day, I had to look up if it was like a no bones day and it was, and I just felt like validated (laughs) in that. No so, bone stage does not mean it's a bad day, man. I know, but I just felt like it wasn't no bone day. And so I was trying to leave to get out of the parking lot for the airport because we parked our car there when we left on Friday. And so I'm in line. I'm scanning our ticket thing. It's telling me how much we owe. And then I have my credit card out, which I, to be fair, this is like a fairly new credit card, but I know it works. But also my previous card didn't have like the, like, hold it up and like it will read the card I've never had that before and so I think this card now does but obviously you can still do like the insert chip chip thing as well and so why do we have so many ways to I was doing like the insert my card thing and I would like put it in and then I pulled it out because that's what you're supposed to do like for many things especially like paying stations and then it was just like that didn't work and so then I put it in again and it was waiting and then it was like reading the card so I was like okay I'll keep it in now and I was like trying to approve it but then it just said like wind cave and I was first of all I've never heard that in my life I was like what does this even mean and I was like Sierra do you know what this means and there's like cars lining up behind us too so I'm trying to figure out what's going on and then I see the thing that I don't know if it's a company or what or just like the system but I see like the separate thing where you're supposed to like scan or hold your card and wave in front of it and that said wind cave on it. So I was like, okay, must be talking about this. So I was like, all right, let me just like wave my card in front of that. And I tried every possible way, shape, and form. Every angle, every direction. I, holding it. Like I wasn't just waving it. Like I was, I was trying to get it to do something and nothing was working. And it wouldn't let me re try to like insert my card. I tried canceling the thing and it wasn't doing anything. And so then eventually I had to hit the help button. And then she was like, you're gonna have to back up out of there and then come to the window and it was just annoying because I was trying to get back to our apartment because we still had like a half hour drive from the airport to our apartment and have class at like 8.30 the next morning. I was just like, I just want to go home so I can sleep and I had to like put my hand out the window to like back the cars up behind me. There's like two of them that I was like, please back up. And then they did. And then I got over and like eventually got to the window and got to work there. But there was a person who was behind me that he ended up going into like the same spot that I was at when I backed out. And so I was like, okay, he's giving it a try. We'll see if it works for him. And he was kind of there for a long time. Like, like we didn't see him leave. So I was kind of wondering if the same issue was happening to him or not, but the person in front of me was able to leave. So I don't know. That was the first thing that I was like, this is just annoying. And then Monday, some annoying things I lost. This was not necessarily on Monday, but I was dealing with it yesterday. And so I lost um, my apartment key and it's annoying. I'm mostly annoyed because I specifically do know where I had the keys and like I have a very Like when you lose memory. something, but you like have been keeping track of it, you're kind of like, oh, it could be anywhere. But I knew exactly when I last had my keys in every place I possibly could have been with the keys, but I called a place and they weren't there. And they're nowhere in my car or our apartment. Like, it just wouldn't make sense because of where I know the key was at, which was in my coat pocket. So I'm like, it's also, like, kind of hard for keys to just fall out of the pocket that my coat has. And it's like, I have multiple things on my keychain, And I would have heard it. So I, again, don't know how that happened, but I don't have them. 
And so yesterday I had to go get a like replacement thing. I will say that process was easy. There's like a little kiosk at Lowe's. And Sierra has like an apartment key as well. So we just duplicated it. I'm going to have to look at my lease to see like <laughs> if that's even technically allowed. But I need a key for now. So anyways, um, what else happened that was annoying? Oh, I was riding a bus back um, as well. And I know usually like sometimes like usually to be safe, I like pull the thing on buses to like get the bus to stop no matter what. I do that 99% of the time. But then I just, like, wasn't fully paying attention. And so the bus is, like, coming up to my stop that I'm supposed to get off of. And then they just keep going around the corner. And that just really aggravated me. (laughs) How did the bus driver not read your mind? So, yeah. Then I had to get off at the next stop and just walk even further. And, yeah, it was just, like, a long day yesterday, too, because I, like, had a bunch of stuff I wanted to get done. And I did, like, get most things done that I wanted to but it was just kind of like there's not enough time in the day it was one of those days yesterday so and Sierra was having issues with she was trying to order groceries oh online and her credit card just like was not working well it's so some credit card issues I it's don't know. annoying because like for some reason you guys know how like your cards can get saved on to google chrome like mine is and I use it all the time and it works just fine but for some reason when I was trying to put it in for, like, payment when I was ordering groceries, which, like, I don't really ever order groceries, like, from, I thought we would, like, like the online thing. And just pick them up. But it was a busy day, like Megan said, so I was trying to just, like, order it so I could go pick it up. And so I, like, press it, and I could see, like, on there, like, when I clicked it, it said, like, oh, like, the card that expires, eleven twenty three, And I'm like, yeah, that one. And then I click it and put it in, and, like, for some reason in the box, it says eleven twenty. And I'm like, no. So, like, literally, I tried that card, like, three times, I tried my debit card. It was not working. So then I just canceled the order because we were at Target anyways for some stuff. I got two new books. So that's exciting. I got Beach Read and The Hawthorne Legacy, which is the sequel to The Inheritance Games, which is, like, one of the first books that I, like, got me back into reading. You know how I, like, read a couple books at the beginning of the year and then kind of, like, fell off? Got back into reading with The Inheritance Games back in, like, May or so. But my weekly spotlight was also Colorado. Also, there's like a couple things that I want to say about not really the trip, but we had a very smooth flight out to Colorado. No complaints, zero at all. But the way back, back. <laughs> it wasn't even bad. Like I'm aware that it was not bad turbulence. Is enough for me to like. Sierra was trying to nap on the way back, and it was enough for me to know to look over because instead of napping, she was now awake <laughs> and like awake, kind of like leaning back, um, hand grabbing onto the. Uh, what is it called? The armrest. It's always so funny, too, because, like, they're actively, like, dropping and changing, trying to, like, find, like, a non-turbulent area, but it only kind of, like, adds to, like, the stressfulness. And, like, I can tell, like, the second there's, like, turbulence, like, my uh, palms just, like, instant sweat. (laughs) It's just not fun. Landing was really smooth, though. And it got better. Like, I ended up falling asleep a couple times and, like, I was, like, asleep, and then I wake back up, and then I was asleep again, and I wake back up. Well, was and nice. then Megan asked for the window seat, and she didn't even sleep. Yeah. What was nice was um, for our flight there and back, it was nonstop. And so it's just, like, we hardly ever do nonstop flights. It was so nice to just have, like, and the flight was only, like, an hour and a half. That's incredible. Just, you know, out to Denver, quick trip back. <laughs> yeah. That's all I think I had to add. Just... 
Had to throw that out there. Okay. So, into the meat of this podcast episode. I have, I went back and listened to the interview from last year to make sure I didn't ask, like, too many of the same questions or, like, any at all if I could help it. But I think there were some that I might have repeated if I thought it was interesting or your answer might change. This time I have it divided into categories. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four categories. So I was thinking I would let you pick the category and we like go through all the questions for that category. Okay. And then we'll get through all of them. But you know, give you a little bit of say. So the categories are random questions, school related questions, uh, boys slash dating questions, and YouTube slash social media questions. Let's start with random questions. All right. So first question that I had. All right. Some of them are like questions and some of them are just like, I give you a prompt. You speak. That's what this first one is. (laughs) Uh, The Great Coke Pepsi debate. Give your spiel on why you think Coke is better than Pepsi. I think that Coke is better than Pepsi because of many reasons. I think that, honestly, overall, the hold they have on me is not just their superior taste. It is the whole branding component behind the brand. I literally just posted on my story. Like, I posted two things on my story in Colorado. One was us hiking, and then the other one was, like, just when we were in a store, there was something that said, like, have a Coke. And, like, it just speaks to me. Like, the whole have a Coke, share a Coke, or, like, Sierra saw something else in the store that was, like, the friendliest drink on earth or something. Like, I don't know. I just think that... They do a very good job with their marketing, and there's also, like, the vintage aspect of Coke that Pepsi does not have, in my opinion, and, of course, it's getting close to holiday season, so... Like, how? tell me how a soda brand... I'm, like, jumping in with you, but, like, tell me how a soda (laughs) brand managed to make themselves a holiday drink. Exactly. Like, they have Santa, they have the polar bears. You... It all is in your mind as, like, one thing, and... They also have, like, obviously the Share Coke campaigns. I think that's very smart and fun. And I just, yeah. (laughs) But then taste-wise, I like both Pepsi and Coke. Like, I don't even, I wouldn't say I dislike Pepsi at all. I like it. Um, I just think that Coke has a sweeter taste, which I like. And Pepsi has, like, a bit more of, like, a bite to it, which isn't bad. But it's different, and I like Coke better. I also think that, I don't know what else I was going to say. Coke is just better. And I think most of it is from a branding perspective and how, like, they just really adapt to, they change the bottles frequently or the cans frequently depending on the season and make it relevant. It's always fun. Me and Sierra will always notice when they change the packaging because a couple months ago, a couple months ago, over the summer, they changed it and it did not go unnoticed by us. I know, I was, like, restocking the fridge at Dad's house, and I was like, Dad, they changed the can. And he was like, what? (laughs) Um, Okay, you kind of already uh, dove into this, but then I said, all right, so you just rooted for Coke. Explain then to the people why, unlike some other huge Coke or Pepsi fanatics who refuse to drink the other, why do you drink Pepsi? So on the flip side, um, I don't know if some people who are kind of, like, anti one versus the other – if it's like purely a taste thing or if it's more of like a brand thing. Cause first and foremost, like as much as I am a Coke fan, I am a me pleaser first. And what I mean by that is I have nothing against Pepsi as a brand. I want the taste of 
a cola of some sort in my mouth. The same type of pop, technically. Like, they're both colas. So they can't be that different. And so how would it... I just kind of kind of like, it wouldn't make sense to me. I don't really get how some people like one but then hate the other. You could have a preference, but I kind of don't understand how you could actively dislike one if you like the other. So, and honestly, Pepsi sometimes, like, it gives me some nostalgia. Like, that was all we had in... Um, during one of our spring breaks when we ha- were at a Marriott, Marriott's like partnered with Pepsi. And so that's what they have. And our mom is a Marriott like member. And so we usually stay at Marriott's. And so this weekend in Colorado, when we would like get pops at the hotel, it was Pepsi. Or when we went to Switzerland and our, we stayed at a Marriott, the first thing we got out of the fridge was two Pepsis because that's what they have. And then our whole spring break um it was Marco Island. Unlimited. Unlimited Pepsi. Pepsi. So sometimes when I drink Pepsi, it makes me think of that. So that's also fun. Nostalgic. Versus Pepsi or versus Coke is like an all the time thing. I can't be nostalgic yeah. for something because <laughs> it just is always. It's like you're nostalgic for And sometimes yesterday. like I like the bite sometimes. I don't know. And they're not like they have fine branding. I just don't think they do it as well as Coke does. All right. On to the next question, you know that I have a notes list on my phone that is called things I don't understand. I would like you to give an example of something that you don't understand. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything recently that I've thought of. While I'm, while I'm thinking, do you want to share what things you have on your list? Because she has this list, I think partly just because you want the list. But for a second, you wanted to maybe make a podcast yeah. episode of things you don't understand, but the list hasn't grown enough. It has three things on in it. In size for Sierra to actually have a list of things she doesn't understand. All right. This is supposed to be your interview, but I guess I can share it. I know, but I'm just like, otherwise I'm going to be silent for a moment. So the thing that started this list and has been on this list by itself for a while is parking garages. And I mean, quite simply, I just... I try to think about how it works, like how you go in one direction, but like the ramps, I just don't get it. Like if I had to design a, like, you know, what, uh, people tell you like draw a bike and you're like, I should be able to, but I can't. If someone's like, tell me like how a parking garage works. I'd be like, I should be able to, but I, I literally cannot. Like it really confuses me how like, I don't know where the ramps go and how they don't like interrupt each other or like the up and down ramp you know so yeah I don't get it uh second thing that I don't get that was added recently uh is horse feet I saw a tiktok I've seen tiktoks before of like people taking off like the uh horseshoe and then like cleaning it out but this one specifically I was like I don't know if it's a nail or, like, what horses have on their feet. I think it's a nail. But, like, he was just, like, shredding it off. And I was like, okay, like, where is the foot? Where is the foot? If you're just, I swear, removing five inches of stuff. So, yeah, I don't get horse feet. Uh, The last thing, I don't even know if I fully remember, but I can pull it up on my computer. Um, Things I don't get. Okay. Uh, the overhead cameras on like new cars where you're like backing up and it shows you everything around your car. 
Like, I get that your car is just, like, uh, like rendering. It's not your actual car. But, like, the around stuff is real. And I don't know where the camera is or how it sees what it sees. I thought of something for myself, but it's not, like, very fun. It was just, like, the first thing I thought of. I don't understand iCloud in the sense that I don't understand how you're supposed to get more iCloud storage on your phone. Because I literally, there was one point where our mom was like paying, I swear, $5 extra a month I think to I'm get still the extra storage. And no more storage has been given. It is always a notification on my phone that I am out of storage. I otherwise know what iCloud is. Like, I know it's just Can all we talk about how, being, like, when it first came out, though? They could have explained it yeah, way better. They could have. Like, I was like, is that a I was just like, thing? I thought it was a product because they, like, would always show it as, like, this box with, like, a cloud yes. on it. I was like, what is that? Did so. you know Apple TV has been around since 2006? No. What was it then? I thought it was recent, honestly. So I thought, but then I swear I saw something saying Apple TV... Like, it had a timeline of Apple products. I think it was on Twitter, and it was, like, I was scrolling through, like, the moment, because it was, like, they recently had their You know, we don't thing. need Twitter spaces. Get out of here. Huh? Twitter spaces. It's a new thing on Twitter. I'm, you know what we don't need? Twitter updating to look like Instagram. Uh, you know what we don't need? We don't need uh, a phone iOS update when you on, uh, Safari or whatever it is to be like the search bar is on the bottom now instead of the top. We don't need that. You know, oh my God. You know what I don't understand? Thank you, Twitter. Um, what's that search page? Twitter mm, Explorer. Okay. I, anyways. Moments. NFTs. Oh, yeah. I can't. I don't understand. Like, if I thought cryptocurrency was beyond my level of understanding, NFTs are that times 100. You know when something's so confusing that you, like, don't even know what to ask? That's what an NFT is for me. What I would verbalize about it, I say this, but I'm not going to actually understand Like, me, every means. time. I don't get the point. Hold if on. If I'm actually understanding it. When, because I know that it's so confusing for me, but I'm trying, like, whenever I try to, like, ask someone, like, I'm like, do you know, like, what NFTs are? And I always like, end up having to no, explain and I'm like, no. Okay, yeah. well, I don't either. But I need to, like, kind of understand or kind of explain this enough so that you understand why I don't understand. So. So what I understand about them is that it is a digital file or copy or supposed to be, like. But it's, like, the original. The original. And then you can sell that to people. And sometimes it's, like, one. Sometimes it's, like, there's X number of, like, original cells. I don't know. But then you sell that. And I, get, I just don't get it because they, one of the first ones I saw an example of was like Nian Cat. And it was like, okay, so Nian Cat was selling like an original NFT file of Nian Cat. But like, you can just search Nian Cat. I can't even say it anymore. Nian Cat and get like the video and the audio and the sound. And you could like save that yourself. I just don't get like the novelty or what the future of this is going to lead into. Because things like this, I'm kind of like, Maybe I just don't get where this is, like, possibly going to lead to, the in, like, in the future. But I I don't know where this is going. Or, like, I see people compare it to... I saw Simone Biles was doing an NFT with yeah, something. Did not know that was. Huh? I see people comparing it to, like, actual artwork as a way for, like, digital art to kind of be, like, the like same level. Like, instead of physical copy stuff, like, Simone Biles, I think, was, like, signing 
stuff. And I was just like, but no, that's not. You could, I could probably like look up your signature right now and what is the difference? Yeah. I to don't me, know. none. And that's why I don't see the value. And I get shocked. And then you see what people sell these for. And yes. you're just like, I can't fathom. All right. Good. You came up with uh, something that actually, like, neither of understand. So that's good. Um, Do you know what it stands for, though? I actually remember it. Um, I think I remember non-functible. Fungible. Fungible. <laughs> see, I had, like, the right idea. Non-fungible token. Yeah. Okay. Um, this isn't exactly a question, but more so, um, I want your response to this. Okay. In the last interview, I don't remember what the question was exactly, but I believe it was related to fashion of some sort. Uh, you went on about how a trend that you did not understand or could not get behind was biker shorts and white chunky sneakers. I did, huh? Where are you now? White chunky sneakers. I think my thought process, because I've now purchased both biker shorts and um, the Fila chunky sneakers, I think I will never get behind. But in terms of, and I don't know if I like included Air Forces or whatever else in that. But I have Reebok Classics, something like that. I don't know the name. Classic C1s, maybe. And I've also recently purchased those. And... The reason I think I didn't like them, I'll start with the tennis shoes. The reason I didn't like them was because everyone wore them. And I don't know why for me, like that was just like, no, I don't want that because I wear many things that people wear all the time, like leggings and other things. But I felt like I think they give me worn well. And I think that sometimes I don't like how people style them. So I feel like I've crossed into a path where I have realized what situations I think that they look okay in, which, yeah, I feel like I've probably, like, crossed a threshold in some sense in terms of, like, backtracking on my previous thoughts. Biker shorts, I feel like more so than, like, how they look, I don't mind how they look, but I feel like I've grown to appreciate the purpose and, like, the need for them. So that's why I have kind of crossed that path um so yeah all right um thought my thought on why you need biker shorts is because sometimes when you're wearing track shorts around and you're carrying a backpack they ride right on up and that's the most annoying thing ever all right uh what are your thoughts on doing long thought out trips versus quick weekend getaways I love quick weekend getaways because they are so much more doable for me at, like, this point in my life right now, I feel. But usually after every one or couple, I start to feel, like, the need to actually have, like, a longer trip to, like, catch my breath a little bit while I'm actually, like, on vacation. I think that you kind of have to, like, either decide if you want more trips so you can go more places or if you want that relaxation aspect. And I can I kind of tend to lean on always liking weekend trips more because I feel like sometimes if the trip gets too long, you're already kind of wanting to like 
go back anyways and you just like make sure that you like jam pack everything in to the time that you're there as much as possible but that has also sometimes backfired on us like when we went to san francisco there was like no chance we'd see the golden gate bridge because the day we were doing that it was just too foggy to do that so then you kind of like sometimes miss the mark a little bit well i know so i'm saying if you're there for a week you if you had a bad day then you could adjust a little bit so that's kind of like the con sometimes but i also know like in hawaii i would kind of consider that like a little bit of a longer trip it certainly wasn't a weekend trip it was like six days five days i think it's a long long trip um and so i feel like and honestly i think that we really did like do a lot of like the very classic things to do in oahu and i thought that we very much like filled our time there and by the time we were leaving we were like all pretty ready to go home um which obviously like i'm not saying that it was bad in that sense but i feel like there was a moment where I was almost kind of like we were having a little bit of difficulty figuring out what to do to fill our day one of the days and we were looking up like things to do in Oahu and I was just kind of like wow we really already like kind of did a lot of these things so I'm just like if you can get a lot done in a short amount of time if you want to because we were kind of like doing like a very front heavy trip and then the last couple days we didn't have as well thought out um then we also went to Florida recently, which was, like, kind of a shorter trip. I think it was, like, three days that we were there. Um, I certainly, though, since we've done a couple of the shorter trips, um, I don't know. I was going to say that I see, like, a longer trip in our future, but I don't know. I all kind of depends on, like, flights, and that's just, like, what I go based off of. All right. Last question I have in the random section is, do you remember the last time you cried? And if yes... Can you tell us what made you cry? Or you can say, I would rather not. <laughs> um, last time that I cried. That's a good question. I don't feel like it was even that long ago because I feel like I've just been like more emotional recently, but like not like in the sense of like full on crying, but I feel like more so like just on the verge of tears. I don't know if it was like, out of frustration or just what, but I know that, like it probably wasn't that long ago. Hmm. I don't know if I can recall. Okay. What section would you like to move on to next? Let's do the YouTube and social one. All right. Would you ever turn your likes off on Instagram? Why or why not? Um, I feel like I would lean towards no, mostly because I've never thought about it that much. Um, and so in that sense, I haven't thought about it, so I haven't thought of doing it. And I don't know. I feel like I have to touch myself well enough to, like, not care if it's, like, a lower number than normal, like, it is what it is. What is normal these days anyways? Exactly. <laughs> and I always, like, get, like, a, a little off-put when it's, like, you're scrolling through and, like, you can see, like, just so-and-so and others liked. And maybe it's just because I'm not used Isn't to Isn't that weird how, like, attached much. you feel to that number, even though, like, you don't really care? Yeah. So, never say never. 
But I feel like part of it, too, at least, like, I just kind of thought of this. But if I have that off and, like, brands were to, like, reach out and ask. Like, they always ask for stuff anyways. So, like, you always kind of send in, um, like, engagement stuff anyways. But if they don't even have, like, anything going into asking and then... Like, if a brand could at least, like, look at what my engagement kind of is beforehand, they could, like, see if they even want to work with me. You know what's funny? When brands are, like, send uh, views in, like, the last 24 hours of your stories. And I'm, like, what of you to think I posted on my Instagram story in yeah, the last that's week always, even? Yeah. That's bold. That's always an interesting one. Because then I'm, like, I am not who you think I am. Uh, I realize that this says YouTube social media and most of it's Instagram. But some of it is related to or, like, it could be related to YouTube. Uh, next one is, would you ever ditch your current Instagram and start fresh? I'm kind of attached to my Instagram, so I feel like no. Have you ever thought of doing that? I have thought about it, just in, like, the sense that it could make more sense to have, like... Then you could be a micro-influencer. A more active audience, but, like, also I just think that would be kind of weird. Yeah. I'm kind of like, look... My like, I guess I kind of think of, like, 10 years down the line, you know, assuming Instagram's still a thing, am I going to have just, like, by that point, like, I know my followers would have, like, dropped a certain amount, but it'd still probably be, like, quite a bit, you know? I'm just, like, I just feel like it'd be like, kind of funky being, like, for every, like, new person you meet when you're, like, 30, you're, like, oh, here's my Instagram, like, I have a ton of followers because, like, back when I was in high school, I had a YouTube channel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm just chilling with it. Yeah, I feel like I'll... Continue being like, oh, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And then it'll just, like, stay my Instagram. It's funny because I feel like people say that stuff all the time. And I have plenty of times where I've said that phrase before. And it's like, you never cross the bridge, do you? Not really, anyways. Mm -mm. Uh, Next one. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to Instagram? My biggest pet peeve is probably... I, am I talking about the social aspect or, like, be Instagram anything. as the app? Because sometimes I feel like Instagram is playing me, and if they would just show my picture to oh. how many followers I have, then it would actually get a decent number of likes because I can go and see this many people have seen your photo, and you would think that if I have a certain number of followers, it would populate on all of their feeds, but it does not, apparently... Because I doubt that, I don't know, I just am kind of like, I don't think out of my 170,000 followers that only 20,000 have been on in the last 24 hours. Yeah. I think more have been on. So where, why? Where are they? And then the other thing I would say is that, um, you know, just like having to like monitor comments or sometimes like. This goes to YouTube, too. But do not get me started. Um, sometimes you're just kind of like, I know we have lots of, I want to say this in a way where it makes make sense. But, like, you know how, like, sometimes you feel like there's, like, bot accounts or just, like, profiles that don't really seem like someone's genuine actual profile that they use and, like, they're an actual person? I feel like people understand what I'm saying. Um... I feel like I would wish that I could see more actual, these look like real people, profiles, interacting with my stuff and DMing me. And most of the time, like, I definitely do have, like, 
you know, I can see people that like my pictures and I'm like, oh, they look real. But like comments sometimes. Where are your comments, just guys? Like, you know, wish I had a little more of that in the comments versus maybe more like bot-like accounts in the comments. And I try to like monitor the comments anyways, so it's not too much like that, but. Fair. Uh, what brings you the most joy when it comes to content creation? It can be of any type, any platform. Um, I would say. <laughs> Nothing. I like podcasting because, I mean, I don't like setting it up or having to, like, plan stuff for it, but I feel like it's <laughs> one of the more genuine things. And I also like the active process of vlogging. But when you start doing, like, a million things kind of like we do and you, like, get in a routine, I feel like inevitably you're just going to have, like, the annoying things you deal with and, like, you know you have to deal with it. So they kind of, like, take out the joyous parts. But, like, editing can sometimes get annoying, especially, like, if I don't have time for it or podcasting can get annoying if I don't have time for it so it's kind of like I enjoy these things and I enjoy posting them and getting you guys you know communicating back with us and talking with us but when you have like just like a bunch of things you're doing it just like kind of can sometimes be annoying on like the day-to-day which isn't great but I feel like it just is reality so my second question was what causes you the most stress when it comes to content creation but it seems like you mostly answered that (laughs) I feel like at this point, for better or worse, I'm kind of just stuck in, like, the process of, like, I post this on this day, and I we post a vlog every week, and we post a TC2 video every Tuesday. We post a podcast every Thursday that, like, sometimes you don't get to actually, like, think about Step stuff too much of, like, this is what I actually want to make, and this is going to get me excited. That's fair. Uh, last question related to the social media category. Uh, in your eyes, who is your Instagram curated for? That's an interesting question. I feel like, I don't really know if this is what you're looking for, but I feel like it's curated both. Can I get more information on what you want from the question? Sure. So when you follow, like, people on social media, that's like, oh, you, like, watch their YouTube, you watch whatever. I'm guessing that you are following them thinking, like, oh, like, this is, like, they're an influencer. Like, I'm following them, and they're, like, going to refer to me primarily as, like, their fan or whatever. Versus people with personal Instagrams are interacting with their friends, their family, whoever, yada, yada, yada. How do you, like, when you post things or you post stories... Who are you thinking about? Who's going to see it? Who are you, like, typing captions for? I would say that I feel like I always know, and I'm thinking about, like, just, like, the larger audience first in fans, but at the same time, I am also kind of, like, okay, but people I actually, like, know in real life are also going to see this and interact with it. So, like, they're definitely always, like, people I know in real life, I'm definitely always thinking they're going to see my post. But I feel like in general, when I'm posting and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is going to like all of my followers or fans or whatever as well. So, yeah, I think that I used to probably think a little bit more about like, oh, like I'm only thinking about like the actual people I know in real life. But I don't know if it really changes how I act or post anyways. Well, actually... 
Now I'm like, maybe I do have to like reconsider. I think that's what prevents me from posting on my stories all the time is because I'm like, well, I don't want people to get annoyed with me in real life. And like a lot of times influencers like post very regularly on their stories. Um, and one, I do kind of forget about it. Like it's not an all like, oh, like I would post this, but I don't want to be annoying. I don't think about it that much. But I am sometimes kind of like, do I need to like bother posting this on my story? Do people really care? Do the people I personally know in real life, are they going to bring this up later? And <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is all I had for the uh, social media side of things. So we have two more categories. Boys and dating or school. Let's do school. I don't say the best for last. And I don't even know if it's the best, but I thought they were good questions. Uh, for school. What is your favorite class that we are taking right now and why? Just to give you guys a rundown of my options and to remind myself so I can think through. Um, right now we're taking prosthetics and orthotics, critical inquiry, which is like a research-related class. And then we are also taking musculoskeletal. Specifically, we're doing the arm and upper extremity this semester. And then we are also taking management of the integument system. And then psychosocial aspects of patient care, um, pediatrics, um, plasticity-based. I always forget activity-based plasticity in healthcare, and which is kind of like a. I don't really know how to describe that class to you, but it's the one we always have to read articles for, and like, it's kind of like a neuro-ish class, but it's more like applied, and just like a bunch of other like small scientific concepts that like are related to PT that we like don't otherwise talk about in other courses is I guess a decent way to put it um is that all of our classes yes um I guess we have an IPE class as well but that's hardly a class I feel like my favorite class right now might be prosthetics and orthotics um there's a lot of classes that we're taking right now that I honestly don't love (laughs) but prosthetics and orthotics I feel like it's not that complicated it's a very applicable class that is going to be very helpful and relevant in the future and we do get a lot of time in lab where there's actual patients that come in and talk to us so we kind of get like that real life aspect um and yeah I don't like dread going to the class it's pretty enjoyable so I would say that one uh what are your thoughts on being out on terminal clinicals in roughly 25 weeks I think that I don't know what to think. And in terms of, like, I was not honestly that nervous for, like, the six-week clinicals we were just on in, over the summer. But I also know there's, like, a bigger jump from what I did then to what I need to end up doing. But I also am kind of, like, they aren't going to expect that right away. I feel like it's still hopefully going to be, like, I can get used to – I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like each place you go – you just kind of, like, get into the flow of things. And, like, you do what you need to do there, and you get, like, more comfortable with how things run and operate there. And then in that sense, it's not like you have to reconsider every single thing you've possibly learned over the past two years. Obviously, you need to do that for, like, boards and stuff and to further yourself as a professional. But, like, day-to-day, I think I will manage Um, a goal of mine that I have is definitely to do a little bit more outside of clinical work and kind of like, if I feel like I'm lacking on something, I thought that over the summer I would be able to spend more time going back referring to 
like class stuff that we previously had. But I feel like some of the things we just simply didn't know because we'd only done so much of our curriculum. So I feel like I'll obviously have like if things are ringing bells, I'm like, oh, like I should go look back at that. I will have everything at my disposal at that point. Like we would have technically learned everything. So I think I would be more likely to in that sense. And also the commute really drug things out of me. So I think that now not having the commute, I'll be more likely to have time to actually feel like I could put towards doing that. So I'm excited. I feel like it'll all be really good experiences. And also, you know, part of the six-week clinical, I actually kind of did realize like, oh, I actually can manage this stuff. Um, I definitely think I've got a long way to go just in terms of like doing initial evals, especially and like just the thought process works. So hopefully that can get better. So I'm nervous, but also I feel like I've technically lived a clinical before, so I think I'll be fine but it'll be interesting to see how like the different settings play out and inpatient rehab, I think especially will be interesting, but that's not until my very last one. Uh, next question I have is what habits do you have that make you a good student? And what habits do you have that make you a bad student? I think habits I have that make me a good student are that I am typically not a procrastinator. I try to honestly do things pretty early and before this semester, I would say that I was very good at doing that. But now I just kind of like tend to do things more just like as they need to be done. Like they're not late, but they're also like I can only get so far ahead. Um, so that would be a good thing. Um, I think that, well, it makes me a good student. I think that I know, I tend to know what kind of information, at least in undergrad especially, I was good at this. I kind of know what kind of information you're supposed to know for the exams to do well. And sometimes in undergrad, we'd be like waiting outside to like at like a lecture hall before taking an exam. And people would be discussing stuff like last minute studying. And they'd be talking about what I thought was like just the most not relevant, not important piece of information. Like out of everything that they could have possibly taken into considering what they should know for the exam, I was like, that's probably the last thing that you should care about. So I usually do pretty good with knowing that stuff. It's a little harder in grad school. Um, I'm very good at like organizing my assignments and stuff so that I'm like on top of things. And typically I know what's going on and what's coming up. Things that I think make me, or habits that make me a bad student, my sleep schedule. And this is like a, this is a me personally thing. It's not me staying up late studying. It's me just not going to bed as early. And this has been kicking me in the butt this semester because I just feel like I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, and then I end up coming home, and sometimes I need to take a nap, and then I'm just, like, eating away at time. I should be doing other stuff. Or, like, I'm trying to do school stuff, and, like, I'm falling asleep as I'm, like, trying to watch a lecture or read an article, and then I'm like, this is not working. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I have two more questions for the school category. What is your ideal class start time and end time, keeping in mind that you have to, like, account for, like, a full day of classes? So I have to make it a, like, how long is a full day to you? Just, like, as long as you account for, like, roughly how long we're in class. So, like, I don't know, say, like, eight to three roughly is, like, the amount of time that you need. I honestly like the 8.30 start. I feel like that half hour makes a world of a difference and I would love a nine o'clock start time, but I also like getting out of class 
at a decent time too. So I would take the 8.30 start time and then like a 3 or 3.30 end time is what I would ideally prefer. All right. Uh, last question. Which sometimes I'm like, it's funny because obviously in high school, our high school was always like 8 o'clock until 2.55. That was like how long the day was. It was 2.50. It was, was it? Pretty I'm sure. pretty sure it was 2.55. Anyways. Um, and then in undergrad, it's like you're, you are in class for so little of the day. Like I remember our long days, there was definitely like some longer days, but one of our last semesters, we had class like three days a week and our long day was like, uh, when we had three 50 minute classes and like that, that took it out of me. I was just like, this is too much, too long of a day. But we literally had like significant breaks between like all of those classes um, but like the length of the day was still like from nine thirty until three twenty, I think. And that just was too much for me. Um, versus now it's like we're in class for like a full school day, if not longer sometimes. And you just, you adapt, adapt and overcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question is what is the most annoying thing about PT school? And I want you to try and be PT school specific. So it's like, yeah. I think that one of the most annoying things about PT school is sometimes, like, the lack of, like, sometimes I'm obviously, like, a newbie at how to be a PT. So is everyone in our class. And sometimes I feel like you aren't, and this is, like, honestly true about any single clinical um, position and, like, student, whatever, but I'm just like, sometimes you want more concrete information. Like, I want to know this is, like, the steps and process I should go through for an initial eval. But then you also get, like, a million different things from different professors. And it depends on, like, the class that we're talking about where they're like, you have to, like, make sure you ask these questions. And then sometimes it's like, well, no, like, I don't care about these. Like, they don't care about these questions. Like, we have to get to the point. Get to the point. Get to what they came in for and um I just feel like we it'd be helpful it's kind of a double-edged sword because it'd be helpful to have more practice on that stuff but also sometimes because it's really hard to act things out as a patient in PT school because as a person who's acting as patient you don't actually have whatever you're acting out so then it's very hard but then not only is it hard for you to act out but then the person who's trying to be the clinician it's really hard for them to figure out what it is that you're acting out. And it's not like real, but at the same time, when we have actual patients come in, it's usually like one patient for our entire class of 40 people. And in that way, I feel like it still isn't that conducive to learning because now you're just kind of like, they don't give a lot of instruction in those situations of like, this is what we want you to do. And those people oftentimes are coming in and not, having like they're not presenting with a problem to PT they're just presenting to our class with like a condition that they have maybe and then it's kind of like well do we treat this as like a PT session they didn't nothing they're not coming in with a complaint I don't know it just gets kind of confusing in that sense and yeah I feel like you want more concrete things but then the reality is like there is no 
concrete, this, like this specific way to do something. But when you're trying to learn, it's hard. All right. I was just going to say the amount of times I feel like I have to change clothes is annoying. But yours works too. It is annoying. Not so much anymore. It was. No. Uh, Next semester, we're going to have to like have stuff too, though, because like we'll be in the I legs. Know. So it's like, uh. I wear leggings like every day. Now I feel like not. That's why I got biker shorts to wear under sweats because I'm mm-hmm. tired of going to the locker room to change into shorts. Yeah. Okay. Ready for the last section? Last category? Uh, thoughts on the concept of dating within your league? Like, am I for or against? I have some other things that it's like you can do the concept, but also like relating to you. Like, do you kind of like say like, oh, like that person like would be like in my league, or like are you the person who's like no one's out of my league, or if someone is someone you'd think is like out of like above your league, we'd be like, oh, like I wouldn't date them. They're I like just too attractive. Based off of vibes and attractiveness. So if I am. If I'm if I were to be attracted to, attracted to someone and nothing else about their vibe was like throwing me off, then I would be okay. Like sure. So I'd, no one can be like too attractive for you. I said they have to be attractive to me. Okay. But then some. I don't necessarily agree with. If someone were to be like too attractive, where I just didn't find them, or like, if someone were to be too objectively attractive then sometimes I just wouldn't find them attractive. And in that case, I don't think they're out of my league. I just don't think they're attractive. Okay. So I'm like, in that sense, I guess I'd be like, no one's out of my league. Okay. Okay. Also, I think this is a good concept and a good conversation to have. Um, sometimes, because like, I'm still currently on a dating app, but nothing to report. I mean, that's <laughs> one of your questions. Kind of <laughs> no. But um, something I've noticed is like, in my mind i've always looked at dating and or including dating apps in that it's always like i am looking for someone who like meets my standards i feel like that's what everyone should be thinking when they're like in the dating world is like looking for someone who meets their standards but a lot of times like and this could very easily be the case for like some girls too and their profiles i don't know but it's like if you are acting or have like some sort of like self pity type comment it's just like the worst possible thing you could do in my mind because like then I feel like your mindset is anyone like I'm just trying to find any possible person that would want to date me when your mindset should be of like just you're trying to find someone that you think fits what you want in a partner which should just be like again kind of the mindset of like no they don't meet my standards like no they don't meet my standards or yes they do I don't know I just feel like you need to be picky enough where you're not, like, that self-pitying. Yeah. Do you ever see the people that have, like, they have, like, a superiority complex, though, on, like, dating apps? And you're like, uh, gross. Like, not you either. Like, you can hit both ends of the spectrum. You have someone who's, like, self-pitying versus someone who's, like, all high and mighty, like, saying, like, how, like, what, you have to fit in, like, or, a know, box for them. Like, and I'm like, like, no. Usually a joke, but I don't like. What? Uh, any sort of, like, joking, kind of, like, toxic bio, I'm like, it's probably mostly a joke, but, like, no, because what if it's like an underlying like a shred of reality. truth? And they're kind of like, I told you, like you saw my dating profile that like I was like clean or whatever. Like when people are kind of like, uh, 
your future ex-husband or like I'll ruin your life or something. They always say it as a You're joke, like, but I am kind of that? like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of am like, it's a, an orange flag, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Orange? What about yellow? A yellow flag. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. What is your definition of cheating? Um, in my mind, I definitely feel like... And then I have a conversation topic to follow. I feel like cheating would be anything where I would be... I always look at things, like, reflectively. And I would say, like, what if I did this? Would that be okay? And so if I was dating someone, I... Like, if if I was dating someone and they were to be... Basically what I'm saying is I have like a pretty, almost anything could be considered cheating if there's not a good reason for them to be engaging in a way with someone that's beyond just like being friendly or like being friends with someone. Yeah. Okay. Because then I want to talk about the concept of micro cheating. Because I feel like in my own mind, if I, like if I break up with someone and someone's like, oh, like, why did you break up? And I said, oh, he cheated on me it would have to be, like, I could explain, like, for, you know how people are, like, oh, is okay, liking, yeah, that a, definition, is liking an I Instagram model's pictures cheating? No. Yeah. But, I like, wouldn't word it like that. I just wanted to ask why well, I broke up But, with like, someone. do you get what I mean? There's, I feel like I see a lot of people talking about, like, I'd be, like, concepts that are related to micro-cheating, and it's, like, any bad thing that a guy or girl does is, like, cheating, and it's, like, no. You can break up with someone for other reasons than cheating. Yeah. They don't have, like you, they can be doing some crappy stuff. Like, I wouldn't necessarily love if my boyfriend was like scrolling through like some random girl's Instagram, like, you know, for pictures. Would I call it cheating? Not really. Yeah. I feel like I would just say, like, it's a red flag enough where I know I wouldn't do it, and therefore I wouldn't like if or tolerate, like, if whoever I was with was doing that. Yeah. But, like, if I feel like in my head, for me to say, like, oh, we broke up because he cheated on me. It has to be some sort of like physical boundary that was crossed with like another person or like if he was like being sneaky behind my back with like inviting someone over, like going on like literal dates with someone. Like, I don't know. It feels like for me, it's very much like he has to like be like almost dating another person. Otherwise, I'm just like he did something crappy and I broke up with him for other reason that was not cheating technically, but not behavior that I appreciated. Uh, what is your type? Hmm. It's a great question. And in, in th- really, it's just a theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say taller than me. Preferably in our last podcast. That was the interview because I listened to it. Uh, that's when we talked about 5'10 is enough. <laughs> uh, but you had a minimum height. Do you remember what that was? Five eight. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it just felt right. <laughs> um, brown hair is kind of just like what I envision. You know, how I say you want to date people that look like you. Do they? Like you usually say, like people are usually attracted to people who like who look kind of like them. And then I would probably say I don't honestly care about eye color that much. It could be whatever. I feel like in an episode before we also talked about, like, do people care about eyes really that much? When people are like, oh, the first thing I noticed was their eyes. 
I couldn't. I don't think I could tell you a single one of our classmates eye color. Exactly, because who cares? Um, and then I always prefer or like would like someone who's like athletic in some way, shape, or form, and that could literally mean just like at least maybe they did high school sports or something. They don't have to be like an athlete right now, but someone who like could be like they could go like play a game of pickup basketball and not just like be an absolute Criteria. fool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must be able to play a game of pickup I don't even do that. <laughs> That's just what came to my mind. <laughs> and then um, I feel like someone who dresses more so like on the more like athleisure side of things and not so much like there's definitely like e-boy or just like what's the other ways that like street style yeah and that's not really what i envision i envision honestly one of my like i would picture the person i'm dating their most their everyday uniform in the summer would be like a t-shirt and those black five inch lululemon five inch inseam shorts or joggers in the winter and a sweatshirt like that's just what I envision very casual I don't dress up that much either um and then obviously nice kind funny those are givens though (laughs) um so that gets along with a lot of people yeah. All right. Um, and someone that respects me and trusts, you know, we both trust each other. There's a trusting relationship there. Okay. Um, what is something that a guy could do on a first date that would instantly make you think, yeah, there's not going to be a second date? Um, I would say if he doesn't, if he's the one that asked me on the date and he doesn't offer to pay, then I, well, I guess, honestly, if he doesn't pay, I'd be like, eh. Because I'm like, in theory, assuming, you know, let's say most situations would be like, the guy would like be getting ready to pay. And then I'd be like, oh, like, no, like, I should pay. Let me pay. You know, I offer. And then if you were to be like, yeah, sure. I feel like that's like, you just broke the very, like, this is the steps of what happens on a first date. This is how it goes. Guy offers to pay. Girl offers to help or split. Guy says, no, I got it. And girl says, okay. I Like, that's only, honestly, my rules on a first date. Beyond that, I totally am, like, you could start working out a situation where yeah, then you split paying. It's just, like, a first date thing. And then other things, I don't have, like, a specific example, but if, like, the conversation that we're having is very, like, surface level and stuff that I don't care about then that would be just like yeah this isn't working I feel like a lot of people and I'm not trying to say like I'm like a deep a deep conversation person or like I know how to have the best conversations but I feel like a lot of people do try to like say or act like they're just like really into like deep intimate conversation but then like they're really not they like ask about like isn't it crazy that we're all like on earth right now yeah. and like so that would be on a no. floating rock in space um uh, 
I don't know if like I probably wouldn't know other things unless I like experienced it and then I could add to the list. All right. Um. Next question: Have you ever been ghosted or slow faded? That's the new term I haven't heard. I think that's what the term is. It's just like they like are kind of like responding, but then they're like not responding as much, and then eventually. Um, I feel like in high school, when I had a thing with this guy, that would probably be, like, it was honestly weird how long we communicated for how little we actually, like, hung out in person. We hung out literally, like, three times in person, and it was, like, he was in uh, my high school speech class, and then we ended up going, uh, like, he was my date to homecoming one year, but it was just, like, we had been texting all summer, but then, like, never actually really, like, made plans until, like, right before school right before school started to, like, actually hang out. And then I just feel like in high school, too, part of the thing is, like, half this I don't remember, honestly. And then half of it is, like, I was, like, just very also, like, nervous. And, like, this was, like, the first guy I was talking to. And I was just, like, a very shy, did not know how to pursue this, didn't have my license. So then I, like, didn't know how to go about, <laughs> like, the whole, like, come pick me up thing. I was just, like couldn't handle it I feel like so part of I think was yeah. like that and just like the talking over the phone was more comfortable for me than actually like a real life relationship so I feel like I can reflect on that now but at the time I was probably like why is he like not continuing to like talk to me or whatever and it was probably because things weren't happening and so I don't know but that was like a it would be like okay after homecoming then there was really no reason, but we just, like, we both had a pretty decent time at homecoming, I think. And then it just, like, drifted away and it was no longer, which was fine. But then the following summer or something when we went to California, it was, like, after I posted an Instagram picture, got a text. <laughs> Back in. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if we actually, like, started talking again or not, but, again, like, no actual hanging out was done and then when he went to college because he was a year older than me and we were seniors when I posted our homecoming picture senior year he also like either commented on that picture or like something or it's just like it was a lot in a long time period for like so little it was kind of interesting I thought he texted you one last time uh in like 2019 or something oh I forgot about that yeah just like interesting how how much of a hold? <laughs> <laughs> you would choke hold on this man, the one that got away. Uh, no, he's dating someone else now. Oh, good for him. So, okay. Last question. <laughs> this could be from you too, but whatever. Why do you feel qualified to give relationship advice given your minuscule dating resume? Because I feel like I can take a step back from the relationships and let's not act like I don't witness relationships just like everyone else. And I can see things that I like about other couples that I interact with and things where I'm like, okay, that is like a good, healthy, solid relationship. I can see the good. And I also see relationships where I'm like, this is not so great. This is what I think is going to be an issue for you guys in the future. And then those are things that I all take and piece together for me to put and formulate myself into a situation where I'm like, okay, these things are good. This is what to look for and a partner. And these are things that aren't so great. Like I witnessed that just like everyone else. And it could even be like 
you see that stuff in movies, in TV shows, in everyday Books. life. Actual people you know. And you know, most of the time, if you see a couple, most of the time you're like, that's a good couple. Or that's not so great of a couple. Or you're just indifferent. You're like, I don't really know. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. If I were to answer this, I feel like part of it is people place relationships on like so much of a different pedestal than like any other human relationship. And I just feel like I'm good at reading people in general. Uh, and I think that's why I am like decently good at giving relationship advice or like trying. I think I'm good at like looking at things from like as many angles as possible also. I also feel like, um, never mind. Okay. Uh, that's all I had. Okay. Good job, Sierra. Thank you. Thank you for the questions. And I will do the same to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at according to. And we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.